Welcome back to this week's episode of The Emily Show. I didn't think we would be talking about the FBI back-to-back, but here we are. Because, you know, not only is Alec Baldwin frustrated with an FBI report, but we also have an FBI report related to Angelina Jolie that we're going to be talking about today. So yeah, Angelina Jolie, Alec Baldwin, and Trump are all having FBI stuff going on at the same time. It's not a grouping I thought we'd see together in the news, but here we are to talk about, well, We talked about Baldwin last week. We're not going to be talking about Trump, but we absolutely are going to be talking about Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. If you've been following along, they have an acrimonious divorce that is ongoing. There are now reports of an FBI document. There is an FBI lawsuit. Is Angelina Jolie really suing the FBI, Emily? We're going to talk about it today. The answer is yes, but not exactly in the way you typically think of a lawsuit, but still yes. So yes, kind of. And then there is still the ongoing winery lawsuit, and I have updates for you on that as well. If you have not taken a dive into what's going on with the winery lawsuit, it is quite a lot. I found it very interesting. It's like a law school exam question with multiple international jurisdictions. It's just the wildest thing going on and a little easier, honestly, for me to talk about than the divorce because Well, yes, I'm sure the children are impacted by one parent selling a portion of the family winery. It's not the same as this ongoing divorce with the negative impact it can have on the kids. And everything we are talking about today is is difficult. It's difficult stuff. There are allegations in here of domestic violence, allegations that Brad Pitt got into a altercation with their oldest child. And we're going to be talking about that. So that's also by way of a warning. We're not going to be going into a ton of detail, but we are going to be talking about it because that's the centering of this FBI investigation or prior FBI investigation that was closed, the reports that are coming up, why this is all in court now, and how it may or may not impact the family law case. Because I think, well, not I think, that's why this is going on. That's exactly why this is going on. And with that, we should just get into today's episode. You know what we're talking about? And I appreciate you keeping an open mind to the end. It's so interesting as I've been looking at this case, especially when it surrounds the divorce more so than the winery, is there can be a lot of vitriol towards one side or the other. I hope that what we learned from the Depp Heard case, at least a little, is you've got to let these things play out and see what evidence is presented and hopefully uh, keep an open mind to listening to what comes out. Again, these are allegations that have been made. These are reports that have been taken, and we're going to break down all of it. So thank you for being compassionate, law nerds, and let's get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I do not love cleaning my house the best. It's not my favorite thing to do. Dr. B helps. The kids help. Still not my favorite. But what I do love is eco-friendly, effective cleaning products that also are ditching single-use plastics. 
If you have not checked out Grove, now is the time. They have hundreds of different products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and your personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be completely plastic-free. The cleaning supplies use a glass bottle, and then they send you a concentrate that you can use to just continue to refill that bottle. It's so easy. The bottles can be color-coded. That's what we do at our house. So we color code them for where they go and what kind of cleaner they house. It's fantastic. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Just go to grove.com slash lawnard today for a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash lawnard. That's right. Grove.com slash lawnard. Thank you, Grove, for sponsoring this episode of The Emily Show. Let's get back to today's show. So yes, Angelina Jolie is suing the FBI and technically the Department of Justice. This is a Freedom of Information Act request. And this has been going on truly since March. It's widely reported that this has been going on since April. But I'm a lawyer. I'm picky. Technically, it started in March when Angelina Jolie, as a Jane Doe, filed to file, filed a petition with the court to be allowed to file the Freedom of Information Act request under seal. And the judge granted that in part, denied it in part, and weighed the interest to access to public records with the privacy interest, particularly of the children. And that I agree with. Um, It doesn't matter if children are in the spotlight or not. Sometimes the best way to protect them is not having all of their business out there and public. And so I think that the judge was trying to balance that. Some things in this case have since been additionally sealed. Some things have not. So what I have to break down for you today is, well, I've reviewed the request for sealing that is publicly available. I've reviewed the reporting about the request for sealing, and I've reviewed the first amended complaint that's filed. And then we're going to go over the news reports from NBC, who purports to have seen the FBI report underlying this request. The question that stands out to me at this point is how does NBC have this report and how did they get it? Angelina Jolie is still making Freedom of Information Act requests to get more information. It seems that the FBI has turned over some redacted information, and it seems that that is the redacted report that NBC has. Now, we've also seen spokespeople for Brad Pitt not only deny the allegations and deny Angelina Jolie's side of this event. I don't want to say story because it's her it's her side of this event, her report of this event. And we've seen Brad Pitt deny her, her report of this event. But we've also seen reports from a spokesperson close to Pitt in media reporting that both parties already had these reports. So it's reasonable that either party already had this report. NBC could have gotten it from whoever. It's odd that it's all bubbling to the surface now. It seems like this has been ongoing. And this Information Act request was filed in April. And this is all widely being reported on at the same time that Brad Pitt has a movie launched or movie premiering. Now, normally I wouldn't have even connected the two, but after watching the media during the Depp Heard trial, everything makes me a little suspicious. I'm like, the timing on this is interesting. Like it's all just bubbling up 
Now, that of course doesn't undercut any of what is said in these reports. It doesn't change what is said in the reports. It's just why now is something that pops into my mind, especially because Angelina Jolie clearly went to lengths, lengths to file this as a Jane Doe and to keep these things under wraps. And it seems like extreme lengths were gone to to maintain privacy in these things. So we're going to go through the FBI case, and then we're going to catch up on what's going on in the divorce and what's going on in the winery lawsuit. So let's go ahead and pull up the amended complaint that is redacted but public information and go through it together. This filing is a Jane Doe versus the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a complaint for injunctive relief. So this is not your typical civil lawsuit asking for monetary damages or saying you did this wrong. It's saying, court, order this person or entity or department to do this thing. Make them act or cease to act in this certain way. Here, it's make them act in a certain way. And we're going to see what is being requested. Now, there are things in here redacted, but we also now have reporting from NBC, who again purports to have seen the underlying FBI report. So some of those gaps will be filled in as we continue breaking this down in this episode. Plaintiff Jane Doe brings this action against defendants DOJ and FBI for injunctive and other appropriate relief, seeking the immediate processing and release to Doe of agency records requested by Doe pursuant to the Freedom of Information Act, often called a FOIA request. Defendants have violated FOIA by failing to respond to the request within the statutorily prescribed time. So this has already been requested by the FBI. And as we get into this, we will see that there have actually been multiple things turned over by the FBI, but they are seeking more information. Doe has been seeking the withheld information for more than blank amount of years. Blank is redacted in an effort to ensure that her children have qualified blank care and blank counseling to address harm suffered. And then there is something redacted at the end of the sentence. What we know from other reporting, well, let's go on. It restates it later. It's redacted in some places and not in other places, but I appreciate that they redacted things concerning the kids. Information withheld by the DOJ and the FBI contains evidence of the harm. The persistent denial of that information to Ms. Doe, a victim of the assault herself, has hampered and continue to hamper her efforts to obtain for her children a necessary ongoing care and medical attention and has further harmed the children in the family law system. So a little bit of background as I take an aside for a moment. We're going to sidebar for a moment and then come back to this. For those of you that may not have paid attention at the time or don't remember, which no shade, it's a lot to keep up with. When Angelina Jolie filed for divorce in 2016, there was a lot of discussion regarding an incident on a plane. There were allegations that Brad Pitt had laid hands on their oldest kid. Um, and that is playing out throughout the family law case as well. And we will touch into how that has woven in. We also saw allegations that during that incident, Brad was under the influence of alcohol. After the divorce filing in 2016, we also saw Brad Pitt get sober from drinking alcohol and talk about the fact that there was a confrontation that went too far, but denying that he ever was physical with one of his children. There was a DCFS investigation after this and an FBI investigation after this incident on the plane in 2016, which is the underlying incident in this FOIA request. It seemed to be the precipitating event 
that led Angelina Jolie to leave the relationship and file for divorce. It seems to be the precipitating event that led Brad Pitt to decide to get sober. And it is an event that Angelina Jolie has asked the court to consider when determining child custody. And we will get into that during talking about the divorce case, or I will just tangent all over the place and we'll never get back to this. But this is the underlying incident that they are talking about. This is where um, you see Angelina Jolie or you see Angelina Jolie in this request saying that she is a victim of the assault herself. This is regarding the incident on a plane in 2016. And we also see in that beginning of this request saying it has harmed the children in the family law court. We know that Angelina Jolie um, has been critical of the family law court for not uh, taking what the kids wanted into consideration and for not taking into consideration a California court's code indicating that it's detrimental to the best interest of the child if custody is awarded to a person with a history of domestic violence. So it seems to me that all of these reports are being requested to go into the family law court where child custody is still being determined. Brad Pitt wants 50-50 custody. Emily, you said you weren't going to tangent. Here we are. Yeah, we're going to get back to it. Where Brad Pitt's asking for 50-50 custody. He had previously been granted 50-50 custody. That judge had been disqualified. We're back to the beginning again. And that's where I think this is all coming up with trying to get all of those records to give them to the court. And again, there was a DCFS investigation in 2016 and an FBI investigation into this incident. And we will talk about the results of those investigations as we get further on in this episode. But we have to get through this document first. So back into this uh, FOIA request lawsuit. It goes on to say Ms. Doe has endeavored to obtain the withheld records without exposing to the public the details of the abusive incident and the ongoing effects on her children's health and well-being. Her position is that a crime victim or protective parent of a victimized child should be able to obtain unredacted agency records and corroborating evidence for the purpose of, and then it's redacted out, care, other medical care, and legal protection. Ms. Doe seeks to obtain access to the evidence in the FBI's sole possession, which is necessary for her children's medical care. DOJ refused to provide a single document pursuant to the Privacy Act, which could have permitted Ms. Doe access to necessary evidence of harm redacted without making such evidence public. She renews her request that these records be provided in unredacted form directly to her and her counsel. So what's been produced at this point has been redacted. She is asking for the unredacted and the unredacted would allow it to go to the court and have the full breadth of what's in there. Because again, redaction isn't necessary for her. Not only was she there, but she witnessed what happened with her children. Her children witnessed what happened with her. It's not, you're not protecting anything by giving, you know, the parent the report of what happened to use in the family law court from my perspective. It goes on to say, without any other recourse to obtain the withheld records necessary to obtain for her children qualified blank and other medical care, Ms. Doe has no choice but to file the instant action so that Ms. Doe and her children may receive their records. The FBI and DOJ should protect vulnerable and victimized individuals, 
including by providing them records from crimes they experienced and reported rather than withholding records and interfering with their efforts to seek medical care and legal protection. I wonder if the medical care that she wants to seek, I'm assuming therapy and other type of mental health care, which again would be completely appropriate. You know that I'm a huge advocate for um, and a, a huge proponent of beneficial to me. And I don't know if that's why they're redacting parts of this medical care. And I don't know if because the child custody arrangement is not set, that kind of care needs to be approved or go through the court. Because again, Angelina Jolie was there in 2016 when this incident happened. The entire family was on a private jet together, and we'll get into that reporting. But she would know what happened to the kids. I just wonder if they need court in the divorce case, in the custody case, to be more looped in to advocate for the type of care she would like the children to receive while the custody order is still not determined. That's my thinking on that, because again, she knows what happened. Um, you know, she knows what she's reported. She knows what she's reported to the FBI. And we'll get into why the FBI is in charge of this, because some of you are probably going, wait, 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 the FBI, why? Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. Parties, plaintiff Jane Doe's residing in redacted. The DOJ is an agency of the U.S. The FBI is an agency of the U.S. Jurisdiction and venue. Uh, the court has jurisdiction. This is filed in D.C. That's not a problem. Statements of fact. In blank date, Miss Doe and her then-husband John Doe and their children. And yes, look, this is a serious incident. Um, and we're going to be getting into a few more of the details from the incident but it is not lost on me that they were in Mr. and Mrs. Smith and they could have gone by Jane Smith and John Smith. I understand, but also it's just, we're going with Jane Doe and John Doe, but I see, I see the parody to their movie roles. I do. I absolutely do. I do. I enjoyed Mr. and Mrs. Smith as a movie. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it after all of that. I just, I don't know if I'll be able to watch it after this. I just don't know if, I just don't know. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, I just, I don't know. So, Miss Doe and her then-husband John Doe and their children, all minors at the time, traveled on redacted from redacted to their home redacted and then had one stop. And we're going to get more into these details when we see the NBC reporting. Uh, Mr. Doe, it, something is redacted and assaulted and then additional names are redacted. In response to a referral from the Los Angeles County Department of Children and Family Services, agents with the FBI Los Angeles field office opened an investigation into the blank assault aboard the flights, which continued on the tarmac based on the federal jurisdiction conveyed by the U.S. Code, which makes it a federal crime to commit an assault on an aircraft in the special aircraft jurisdiction of the United States in violation of the code. As part of its investigation, the FBI conducted interviews of Ms. Doe, the minor children, and others. This is why the FBI is involved. This occurred on an airplane. The jurisdiction is the FBI's jurisdiction. Because it's a federal jurisdiction, the FBI is the investigative agency. It's in the name. Because the events occurred during the, and then it has redacted, the FBI's Los Angeles field office informed Ms. Doe that the FBI field office in blank would also open an investigation into the incident. Misto was never contacted by anyone in the redacted field office. In 
redacted, an FBI public affairs specialist publicly announced that the FBI was closing its investigation of the incident without further action. And again, that tracks with the Jolie Pitt incident because the FBI sure did come out and say that they had looked into this and they were closing the investigation without further action, meaning it wouldn't be prosecuted. And we will see that come up in a bit. Despite both being a victim of the blank assault, while unable to leave an in-flight aircraft, Misto was not informed of the FBI's closure of the investigation prior to the public statement, which is bad form. Nor was she informed of the FBI's reasons for closing the investigation or making the unusual decision to publicly announce the closure of the investigation, despite the statutory obligation to provide victims earliest possible notice of the status of an investigation. And there is a contradicting statement um, from a spokesperson or a source close to Pitt that we will talk about saying that all parties knew that this was being closed. So there is information put out there that contradicts some of this, but this is what's in their sworn pleading. In an attempt to better understand the FBI's investigation and obtain the requested information to ensure that her children receive redacted, Ms. Doe filed a FOIA request on date redacted for the FBI's investigative file of their in-air incident. The FBI responded on date redacted. That response was redacted extensively. The FBI withheld 55 pages of their file in their entirety on various grounds. And it sounds like they noted what they were withholding, which they should do, including purported law enforcement sensitivity. As a result of the continuous denial of records pertaining to the incident, on date redacted, Ms. Doe and her oldest son, no longer a minor, again sought access to the underlying FBI records, jointly filing a FOIA and Privacy Act request seeking records related to the blank in-air incident. A true and correct copy of this request is being filed under seal as Exhibit A. On blank date in 2022, nearly six months after the request was submitted, the FBI responded by withholding 45 pages in full. They turned over five additional pages and extensively redacting the 91 pages that it did release. The FBI claimed that the withheld information was subject to certain FOIA and Privacy Act exemptions. A true and correct copy of the FBI's date-redacted 2021 response is being filed under seal as Exhibit B. More than redacted number of years after the redacted title and the FBI's investigation of the same, Ms. Doe and her children still do not have a clear picture of how the FBI handled the matter, nor any better understanding as to why it was abruptly closed without any advance notice to redacted who continued to be affected by the FBI's unusual public statement closing the investigation and announcing that charges would not be filed against Mr. Doe. As one example, the FBI's public statement has served as a basis for the widely reported claim that the FBI exonerated and quote unquote cleared Mr. Doe. And that is something we do see in the media reporting that the FBI cleared um Brad Pitt somehow exonerated Brad Pitt. That's not what they did. They they declined to prosecute. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means that they chose not to prosecute it or that it didn't rise to the level um, where they felt that they could prosecute it beyond a reasonable doubt. But that is different than saying, oh, this never happened. Those two things are very, very different. It goes on to read, the FBI did not, in fact, clear Mr. Doe of wrongdoing. The FBI's 2021 FOIA response demonstrates, among other things, the FBI special agent in charge of investigating whether Mr. Doe committed a federal crime prepared a statement of probable cause 
which has been withheld in full by the FBI. So a statement of probable cause would generally be attached to a search warrant or an arrest warrant. Like these are all the reasons that we have probable cause. It goes on to say that that was presented to the assistant United States attorney and chief of the criminal division at the U.S. attorney's office in Los Angeles. This misstatement has contributed to the ongoing harm redacted by delegitimizing their experience, making it difficult to demonstrate in ongoing family law proceedings and allowing Mr. Doe to rely on the misstatement. So this indicates to me, even though large portions of this are redacted, that this has been damaging to the children by delegitimizing their experience and making it difficult to demonstrate in ongoing family law proceedings, which are taking place currently because the family law order that was made was thrown out when the judge was disqualified in 2021. So this is all anew, and this is additional evidence that would go into the family law proceedings. It goes on to say, in addition to appropriate redactions of the children's names and personal identifying information to protect their privacy, the FBI's 2021 FOIA response improperly withholds 45 pages in full, contains overbroad redactions, asserts inapplicable exemptions, fails to include responsive information, and reflects an inadequate search and response in violation of FOIA. As an example of the overbreadth of the FBI's redaction in the FBI's 2021 FOIA response, the FBI withheld in its entirety the statement of probable cause drafted by the FBI special agent in charge of the investigation and presented to federal prosecutors. It goes on to say the statement of probable cause almost certainly contained responsive and segregable information not subject to FOIA exemptions, meaning you can take out the part that are exempt and leave in the parts that are not exempt. You can separate those parts out and turn over what's responsive. Such as facts present elsewhere in the FBI's 2021 FOIA response and citations to applicable criminal law, yet it was fully withheld. On date redacted 2021, Ms. Doe appealed the FBI's partial denial of the request. In the appeal, Doe argued the inadequacy of the FBI's search and response and the inapplicability of the claimed exemptions. A true and correct copy of the appeal is filed under seals exhibit C. On date redacted 2021, the DOJ's Office of Information Policy confirmed receipt of the appeal a true and correct copy of the 2021 letters being filed under seals exhibit D. On date redacted 2021, Doe sent a follow-up letter to the GOJ's Office of Information Policy requesting an expeditious adjudication of her appeal. A true and correct copy is attached as exhibit E. To date, Ms. Doe has received no further response from DOJ or the FBI related to the appeal. So that happened in 2021. We're now in August 2022. So you know, this could be anywhere from the very, very end of 2021, which even if it was the very, very end of 2021, we're still some eight months later. So, you know, it's it. I can understand why now filing this has become a thing. It's like, well, we're not getting any other response. We need to make a judge respond. Well, a judge needs to make the DOJ and the FBI respond. It says the consistent years long denial of access to records pertaining to an incident in which redacted were directly involved and harmed and about which the FBI took the unusual step of publicly announcing its closure decision has severely hampered Ms. Doe's efforts over the past redacted years to allow her children to receive redacted care and redacted counseling and have subjected the children to harm in the family law system. The records that Ms. Doe is seeking the FBI to release in unredacted or far less heavily redacted form in compliance with FOIA are critical to her efforts to obtain medical and 
redacted care for her children and protect the children in the family law system and should be released to her without further delay. And so then it states the causes of action, saying that the FBI has failed to properly respond to the request. And the prayer for relief is for the court to order the defendants by a date certain to conduct a search that is reasonably likely to lead to discovery of any and all records responsive to the request, including but not limited to the case file and list that list that out. Order defendants by date certain to demonstrate they have conducted an adequate search. Order defendants by a date certain to produce to plaintiff any and all non-exempt records or portions of records responsive to the request for the children's health and legal protection, as well as a Vaughn index of any records or portions of records withheld due to a claim of exemption. Enjoin, so stop. Enjoin defendants from withholding the requested records from plaintiff. Award plaintiffs its costs and attorney's fees reasonably incurred. Grant plaintiffs such other relief as may deemed necessary. And this is signed by Angeline Jolie's attorneys or reported attorneys. I mean, at this point, the reporting is so broad that this relates exactly to the 2016 plane incident. And we will go through the reporting of what NBC has learned from receiving a redacted copy of the FBI's report after this sponsor. Thank you to today's sponsor, Quip. You know that good health starts with good habits. And one of the easiest places to establish those habits is with good oral care. And Quip has everything you need for that. And they make it easy because they will set you up on a recurring delivery and just bring the stuff you need right to your door. So no forgetting to floss because you ran out of floss. I love their refillable pick floss. Not only are you not throwing plastic away every time you use them, you always have a fresh piece of floss, but it's got a little mirror. So it's really easy to take with you if you're out to eat or lately like me, I've been on set some and have had lunch stuck in my teeth. And that is so easy and clean and simple to take with you. I absolutely love it. Plus, the one I got comes in pink. And you can get a matching toothbrush. It's fun. My family loves the refillable gum. It also has xylitol, which helps reduce cavities. Yes, Dr. B has had me on xylitol gum forever. This one just comes right to your door. And they gamify it so you can earn rewards Plus, their Smart Sonic toothbrush has that two-minute timer, and it buzzes so you remember to get each quadrant of your mouth. If you have not tried Quip yet, this is your invitation. If you go to getquip.com slash Show right now, you'll get your first refill free. They just ship it to your door. It's so easy. That's right. Your first refill free at getquip.com slash Show. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Show. Quip, the good habits company. Now let's get back to this show. This report comes to us from NBC News. The link will be in the descriptions and all the places uh, below. This is from August 17th, 2022 and says, FBI documents reveal further information about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's 2016 plane incident. No charges were filed against Pitt after an investigation by the FBI and the LA County DCFS, Department of Children and Family Services, Angelina Jolie said Brad Pitt accused her of, quote unquote, ruining this family during a heated, at times, physical confrontation aboard their private jet in 2016, according to an FBI report of the incident shared with both parties originally in 2017. This report, which has not been made public, was obtained by NBC News on Tuesday. And I have looked high and low for this report. It has not been made public. 
All the reporting on this seems to stem from NBC's reporting. So we just went to NBC's source original article. This is, again, NBC's reporters' interpretations of what they have read. We have not seen it. I don't know how NBC got their hands on this. Again, Angelina Jolie is asking the court to give her a less redacted version of this. And NBC, in their reporting, said that the FBI report was shared with both parties in 2017. So either party could have given this information to NBC. With that, we continue on with this article. It says a recently sealed FOIA Act lawsuit filed against the FBI listed as Jane Doe. Well, here's the thing. The first amended complaint is not sealed. And the first amended complaint was filed on August 9th. So the first amended complaint of this is not sealed, was filed on August 9th, well ahead of this reporting by NBC. But the original complaint is at this time sealed, but it seems to have been unsealed at one point because that's when people first started talking about this FOIA request filed by a Jane Doe and doing reporting on it then, which seemed to stem from Politico and Puck News. So let's jump back into what NBC is saying. A recently sealed FOIA Act lawsuit filed against the FBI listed as quote-unquote Jane Doe as seeking the release of the FBI documents. The details of what is being sought in the most recent filing are unclear. Hmm. Clear to us now. Y'all are in the loop. We know what's being sought. Unredacted versions, the 45 pages that have been withheld, and most importantly, it seems the key thing being sought in that first amended complaint is the probable cause declaration filled out by the agent in charge. An attorney for Jane Doe said in April that she couldn't comment on the identity of her client. Yeah, but the lawyer noted that this client was seeking such records for years, but has been stonewalled and has had to resort to court action to receive needed records. And again, this is multiple court actions to get these records because the first court action was to seek permission or leave from the court to be able to even file this as a Jane Doe. And that was litigated mostly under seal. And the court, again, granted it in part and denied it in part. If you want to know about that part of the lawsuit, I wasn't going to cover it in today's episode, but let me know and we'll cover it um, over on the YouTubes if you're curious about the judge's ruling in that. The original filing viewed by NBC News in March described the plaintiff as a woman and recounted that, quote, her then-husband and their children, who were all minors at the time, were traveling via private aircraft when the, quote, husband allegedly physically and verbally assaulted plaintiff and the children who have, quote, experienced lasting physical and mental trauma as a result of the assault, end quote. Most of that is redacted out of the second amended complaint that is publicly available. And I wonder if that is why the first or the original complaint is now um, sealed. The summary of the events contained in the FOIA filing are similar to what is detailed in the FBI report. Representatives for Jolie did not respond to requests for comment. Representatives from Pitt declined to comment. The FBI has also declined to discuss the case. NBC goes on saying, but sources familiar with the ongoing legal battle between the two cast aspersions on Jolie for allegedly seeking to have this document publicized via FOIA. Though they typed it FOIPA because it is the Freedom of Information and Privacy Act. So sometimes FOIA, sometimes FOIPA. Either way, quote, this report was given to both parties almost six years ago. We both had it in its entirety, sources told NBC News. 
quote, the final paragraph is very clear and concise about the fact that all parties, all law enforcement agreed on the decision not to press charges. This was not like a close call. They did their investigation as they're supposed to, and the decision was made with all parties in agreement, end quote. In November 2016, the FBI and DCFS closed an investigation into allegations of physical abuse involving Pitt and his children that stemmed from an incident in September 2016 aboard a private plane carrying Pitt, Jolie, and their children. The source close to Pitt at the time said he is emphatic that it did not reach the level of physical abuse and that no one was physically harmed. He did not hit his child in the face in any way. He did not do that. He is emphatic about that. He put his hands on him, yes, because the confrontation was spiraling out of control. This goes on to say no criminal charges were ever filed against Pitt. Jolie filed for divorce from Pitt in September 2016, citing irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. Jolie accused Pitt in 2018 of not paying meaningful child support for over a year, despite being declared legally single in April 2018, custody issues have remained ongoing. The reporting continues to say the FBI report paints Jolie's viewpoint of what she described as a tension-filled hours-long flight in which she said Pitt had been drinking. In a 2017 GQ article, Pitt said he had struggled with alcohol and had stopped drinking. It should be noted that he did not say he had stopped drinking at the time of the incident on the plane. I think this leaves it a little bit vague, but I've looked at a bunch of sources on this. He stopped drinking after this. According to the FBI report, Jolie accused Pitt of pouring beer on her during that September 2016 trip that ended at LAX. Pitt appeared to take issue with his then-wife's parenting during the plane ride at the conclusion of a two-week family trip, according to the report, which didn't list the originating city. Jolie and her six children were on the flight, and she said she could, quote-unquote, tell that Redacted was mad in apparent reference to Pitt. Jolie said that when she asked him what was wrong, he allegedly replied, quote, that kid looks like a fucking Columbine kid, end quote. No, NBC did not print the F-bombs. They redacted it, but we could tell what they're saying. Quote, she recalled that redacted went on and said things like, quote, you don't know what you're doing in apparent reference to her parenting. The report continued. They went to the back of the plane in hopes of being away from the children's ears, Jolie told the FBI. Pitt allegedly, quote, grabbed her by the head, shaking her, followed by grabbing her at the shoulders and shaking her before he punched the ceiling of the plane approximately four times, she said. According to the report, at least one child witnessed the confrontation and asked, are you okay, mommy? Before Pitt allegedly yelled, no, mommy's not okay. She's ruining this family. She's crazy. When someone else on the plane shot back at Pitt, quote, it's not her, it's you, you prick, end quote, Jolie said she had to grab her husband around the neck to keep him from attacking that person. Um, other reports of this say that he lunged towards their kid um, who said that and that she grabbed him around the neck and was holding him back. So that's how that has been reported uh, multiple times. It then goes on to say Pitt spilled wine onto a plane chair causing 25000 in damage before he also poured beer on her and the blanket she was under with her children, according to the FBI report. AJ said she did not want to get a different blanket because she didn't want to bring attention to them, the report said. Julie said she was hurt in the struggle, according to the report, which included photos of an injured hand and elbow. Photocopies, it seems that they are photocopies of photos 
that have now surfaced on the internet that appear to be of Angelina Jolie's hand and elbow that purport to show injury. But again, they are black and white photocopies of what seem to be photos. I don't know if those were attached to the FBI report, but those have now been released by numerous outlets on the internet um, purporting to be the injured hand and elbow in this case. Again, I find them hard to see, not discounting what happened here, just as things leak, it is degrading levels of evidence. The FBI has hopefully the originals of whatever photos they took when they took this report. I mean, one one hopes at the bare minimum that they have photographs of injuries. Jolie said, according to the report, that when the plane landed, they were unable to deplane with Pitt allegedly erupting. You're not fucking going anywhere. You're not getting off this fucking plane. Fuck you all. I'm fucking leaving you. The report states it's based on an FBI interview with Jolie and that she was on board with six of her children. Throughout the report, she's referred to as AJ while everyone else's name is redacted. Five weeks after the flight, federal prosecutors announced that they would not be filing any charges against Pitt. Quote, this author provided both AUSAs copies of a probable cause statement related to this incident, the FBI said in the report. So if the FBI said that in the report that they've had, they knew there was a probable cause statement since at least 2017 when it was released to them. So the parties knew there was a probable cause statement because it's NBC is reporting that it was in the report. So that's not new information or shouldn't be new information. After reviewing the document, a representative of the U.S. Attorney's Office discussed the merits of this investigation with the case agent. It was agreed by all parties that criminal charges in this case would not be pursued due to several factors. Now, earlier in this article, they said agreed by all parties. In this context, it's unclear to me if by all parties they mean the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and their bosses, or if all parties also includes the, you know, the parties involved, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. This could be read either way, I think. And while up above the quote says all parties were involved, when law enforcement uses all parties and it was agreed by all parties, they could just mean the U.S. attorneys, the FBI case agent, and the directors that are involved with that, not including Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. So I have a question about that as well. I would need, again, it's hard to read from snippets without full context, but I just say, don't take all parties to necessarily mean for 100% God's honest truth that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were consulted about whether charges would be filed or if all parties means law enforcement and attorneys. It goes on to say, when asked about the recent court filing, a source familiar with the case said about Jolie, quote, why are you anonymously filing a FOIA request to try to have some information again? And the only reason to do it is for media purposes, because six years later, she still has nothing else to talk about other than this. This is information she has had for six years. How does this benefit anyone in that family to release this now so many years later? And what I will say is Angelina Jolie seems to have gone to lengths to keep her identity private. 
And if there is information still withheld, they're alleging there is over 45 pages still withheld, including a probable cause declaration. It is her prerogative to try to get that information if it can be properly given to her. She is the sub, well, one of the subjects, her children are the other subjects, and there is an ongoing family law dispute. So it's not unreasonable to me to seek this information. Whoever the source familiar with the cases clearly feels that this is unreasonable and that everything has been turned over. I don't know if everything has been turned over. I don't know if we will know. We will sort rules in this. A lot of it is going to be sealed. If the court orders more to be turned over, then we know that the parties didn't have everything, won't we? Let's talk a little bit more about what is going on currently in the divorce proceedings. Yes, Angelina Jolie filed for divorce back in 2016. In 2019, 2019, I think it was 2019, the parties were declared legally single, which is something you saw in the Kardashian West divorce and others where even though the divorce is not quote unquote final, you still have the parties declared legally single. They can move on with their lives. They are no longer married for things like tax purposes, um, for remarriage, things like that. But the divorce is not done because the child custody is ongoing. Now, a number of the Jolie Pitt children are adults now and not minors, so this is not going to apply to them. But their youngest children, I believe, are 12 or 13, so there are a number of years where this impacts them, and it's become quite drawn out in court, which is not a criticism to anyone. It has just become quite protracted, which can't be fun for anyone involved. But in 2020 and 2021, we saw a child custody agreement get worked out where the parties got 50-50 custody. They did that by going through a private judge and having this adjudicated. Interestingly enough, the private judge was the judge that married them. I thought there was an interesting symmetry. I was like, oh, the judge who married you is also the judge presiding over the divorce. At the time and afterwards, Jolie criticized the judge for not considering the children and not having them testify about what they wanted in the proceeding, and also for not considering um, a portion of a California court's code that says it's detrimental to the best interests of the child if custody is awarded to a person with a history of domestic violence. Now, this criticism out of context at the time might not have made a ton of sense, but from the plain incident in 2016, I think maybe people could have said, oh, this is likely connected with that incident. But now in light of the FOIA request, in light of the allegation that Angelina Jolie had injury to her hand and her elbow in a physical struggle with Brad Pitt, that we can understand why she is bringing up um, that Brad Pitt might be a person with a history of domestic violence and that the court should consider that. Angelina Jolie's legal team filed after the judge had ruled after there had been a custody arrangement to have that judge disqualified. That went all the way up to the Court of Appeal in California. The Court of Appeal agreed with Angelina Jolie's attorneys that the judge had not disclosed a financial relationship with Brad Pitt's lawyers, and that failure to disclose um, was, well, enough to disqualify the judge. Again, if you want me to get into that tangent, we can go over the appellate court's ruling and, and kind of go a little bit deeper into that area of the divorce as well. But it's why, even though there was a custody arrangement in 2020, 
there is not a custody arrangement now. And this is back being litigated, again, making that request for documents even more relevant as this is going to have to be litigated again. Brad Pitt wanted the Supreme Court to review the appellate court's decision that was denied in October 2021. So this is moving forward. Lately, what I'm seeing on the docket is a lot going on with the Board of Psychology and access to the child custody evaluations by the Board of Psychology. And when I went through the reporting at the time, it seems that somehow there was a uh, complaint made against the individual that did the psychological child custody evaluations and that the board is now reviewing what went on there. So there is back and forth about what happened, how that came to the board's attention and what's going on with the child custody evaluator who is reported to have agreed with 50-50 custody. Now, this, again, reported that child custody agreement was never made public, shouldn't be, but we knew that they received 50-50 custody And one can only hope that if a judge is hearing from the person evaluating the children that that's not appropriate, that they're not ruling that way. So you can kind of put that together that it's reasonable that that may have happened in this case. I don't know if one party is trying to get a different child custody evaluator, but the parties did not object to these documents being released to the Board of Psychology. And so that is the litigation that's currently happening. There are some deadlines coming up that are quite far out. But a lot of this litigation is sealed for privacy. And so what we will see and what we won't see, well, we'll just have to see, won't we? Because a lot of it won't be coming out or won't be coming forward. So I will be keeping an eye on what's going on in the divorce because it's going to parallel, I think, with some of what's going on in at least this FOIA request, because this is clearly related to the family law case because we saw it in the FOIA request saying that the failure to disclose these records are harming the children in the family law case. And we know the family law case is yet to be litigated again. So the last thing we need to touch on is what is going on with the winery. Over on the YouTubes, I broke down the first amended complaint, the fact, if you will, with regard to the winery. and. That fact has not been served on everybody. It added the buyers and a few other individuals to the lawsuit, but it has not been served. So the last thing that happened in that case was a minute order extending some of the deadlines. We have not seen Angelina Jolie's answer in this case. And you know, I really do like to cover complaints and answers close in time because you can see so closely how lawyers are like, this is the version of events. And then you hear the answer and it's like, this is the version of events. And you're like, oh, well, now I have a lot of questions. Because again, a lawyer that's good at their job, when they write the complaint, you're going to be like, wow, that other party sucks. What are they doing? And then when you read the answer, you're like, ooh, there's a lot of information I did not know in here. What is happening? And that's exactly what the adversarial system is. It's that ping pong back and forth with each filing, which is why I always say, look, Lawsuits are allegations in shade. In criminal lawsuits, you are innocent until proven guilty, and you have to hear all sides. And then generally, you want to see the evidence too. In civil cases, we often don't get to do that. I don't know if we will in this case, but let me tell you what. If this winery lawsuit goes to trial, I am I will be there. I will be, I want to know how all of this plays out. It is 
deeply complex. If I got this fact pattern of what's going on in the winery lawsuit on a test, I would probably start to cry (laughs) when I was in law school because it's two parties in the U.S. purchasing a winery in a foreign country, agreeing to the laws of a third foreign country. So the things in France, but some of the corporate formations are under the law in Luxembourg, but the parties purchase the property through their own individual entities. And then one of the parties sells the shares of the underlying entity to another party. It's it's so deeply legal and fascinating. It's, it's fascinating, but it's going to go on for quite a while. So the parties, the defendants in the lawsuit, including Angelina Jolie and her company, will not have to respond to the First Amendment complaint until October 3rd. They will have their initial case management conference on October 24th. So this has gotten pushed out well into October. We probably won't see much going on before then. The international parties, it seems, still haven't been served, and there's been some extensions of time to prove service there. So this is going to be a slow civil litigation. I am not surprised. I imagine that the divorce is also going to be a slow civil litigation. The thing we might see move more quickly is the lawsuit with the DOJ and the FBI, which is really a lawsuit to force compliance with FOIA request or an appeal to a FOIA request. Because again, the FBI has in some ways complied with the FOIA request. Angelina Jolie is saying this is not a sufficient response you left out 45 pages. You've overredacted things. You need to supplement this response with more information. And that hopefully sums up what's going on with Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, and the FBI. Again, this is, we are going to start seeing more reporting on this. I've already seen quite a lot of divide on the internet over conversations about this. Your law nerds, I know that y'all aren't like that. Um, it's just hard to break down looking at these allegations. Whatever happened on the plane, Brad Pitt said he didn't put his hands on his kids. They got divorced after this. He stopped drinking after this. It wasn't good. And all six of their kids were there. And that's really where the focus for me is that all of this is being brought out so publicly for their kids. And that's not an easy thing to go through as a kid at all. Um, especially as a kid in the public eye, especially if the internet is divided half against their mom and half against their dad. So I hope that we can all break down the law and the facts that are going on here while keeping an open mind and remembering at the end of the day, these are kids that are going to bear the brunt of everything that is playing out in the media. And I can't even imagine what that's like for them. Because whatever happened on the plane, and we've seen, you know, Brad Pitt saying that the allegations aren't true, DCFS closed it, the FBI chose not to pursue charges, but something happened on that plane that wasn't good. And right now we have Angelina Jolie's reports to the FBI about exactly what that was. And just because the FBI doesn't press charges doesn't mean what she reported didn't happen. And with that, I thank you very much for being a law nerd, but we need to thank our final sponsor. Sometimes it's not easy to talk about the adulty things in life, but Policy Genius makes it easy when it comes 
to life insurance. It's one of those realities of being an adult that you have to think about. Why not take some of the stress out of it and check out Policy Genius? Their process makes it easy. Policy Genius is an insurance marketplace that makes it easy to compare quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential all in one place and find your lowest price on life insurance. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Options start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. Just click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com slash lawnerd to get personalized quotes in minutes and find the right policy for your needs. The licensed agents at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. They're on hand through the entire process to help you understand your options so you can make the right decisions with confidence. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. So head to policygenius.com slash lawnerd to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash lawnerd. Let's get back to today's show. Okay, so really with that, I thank you for being a lawnerd. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being a compassionate human. I will talk to you in the next one. And until then, may your Wi-Fi be strong. May your family be well. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your stomach operate in a normal way with all your intestines being healthy because mine are really angry at me the last few weeks, but we're dealing with it. It's all going to be fine. May your gas not be $7 a gallon. May the odds be ever in your favor. Emily, this is the worst outro ever. Probably, probably is. But you know what? We're we're here. We're, we're, we're doing the thing. And I can only promise you that the next outro will be better. With that, I will talk to you in the next one. Thanks for being a lawnard. 